sexting. Although it sounds like a new notion, is something World War II soldiers did in their own way before us. Hear about their racy acronyms worked into letters to and from home. We also dive into common phrases we use today, like bite the dust or hair of the dog. And yet they're well over 500 years old. Find out which one of these goes back to the Bible next on Technically a Conversation. Super friends, welcome to another episode of Technically a Conversation. Here, we like to share an interesting topic with each other, which we've recently learned and hope you find it interesting too. I'm one half of your host, Cicela. Joining me as always is my vice-free friend, co-host, Jose. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good. Good. How are you feeling? I don't know. Am I supposed to be sick or something? (laughs) Now that you are vice-free? I'm still using nicotine pills, so not 100% vice-free. That's okay. You're getting there. Hopefully there's no uh, grumpiness. I'm just kidding. No, I can report there's no grumpiness. (laughs) You're probably the person I talk to the most every week. So if anybody's going to experience grumpiness, it would be you. (laughs) Oh, really? I feel like you would take it out on your family. That's how we get. Maybe. I don't know. I would have to ask them. (laughs) (laughs) Brief reminder, everybody. We still have that awesome opportunity to win your very own Technically a conversation t-shirt. Tell them the deets, Jose. What do they got to do? It's very simple. Just take two minutes to leave us a review. Once you do, send us a screenshot to one of our socials. We're at Greetings TAC everywhere. We'll read it on the show. And once you get 25 reviews, we'll do a drawing and give the winner a sexy Technically a conversation (laughs) t-shirt. So check out technicallyaconversation.com. Or the show notes for all the deets. And to those of you that have already left us a review, thank you. Thank you guys so, so much. You know what time it is, Jose? Dancing time? It is. (laughs) It's shout out time. Here's the list, y'all. The loyal, the royal queens. Elena and Erica. The Duke. Stephen B. ContraZoom Pod Podcast. And Claudia S. Thank you guys so, so much. It really helps each and every time. Thank you. On to the meat part of our show. (laughs) Is it pork or cow meat? It's neither. Oh. It's whatever you want, really. (laughs) Do you use any acronyms that the kids use these days, like LOL or OMG? BT dubs. I love BT dubs, just because it sounds fun at the end. Dubs? What? Hell yeah. (laughs) DTF. D- DTF? <laughs> well, well, no wonder you are busy sometimes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> busy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if only. <laughs> yeah, I guess I do use a, a few of them. Do you feel like that was like a Generation Z thing? Mm, I think every generation has their own slang and lingo and cute little sayings. Do you remember your your yearbook? Did they have like that whole KIT, right? Keep in touch or <laughs> stuff like that. I don't know if they did that at, at your high school because I know you went to like private school. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think so because I went to an all guy school. 
Oh, <laughs> darn. Okay. Well, we had that in, at least in my yearbook, it was very like, and then they had the whole like, stay super sweet or whatever, <laughs> which I thought was really cute. But you're right. I think it's every generation kind of has its own version. I noticed that in all of our interesting conversations on record so far over 60, whoa, we have talked about people, events and mysteries, all kinds of cool things. However, I noticed there was one untouched subject, like sparkly, fresh, unskied snow. <laughs> we haven't ever talked about language, whether it's acronyms that I had mentioned previously, or maybe phrase origins. Hence, this is what we're going to chat about. Cool. How far back do these shorthand acronyms really go? And some of these common phrases that we use, and they don't even make sense sometimes, like the skin of your teeth. Where, where did they come from? And lastly, you're going to hear a really wacky story to close because you know how much I just cannot resist a good wacky story. All right. I'm going to pause for reaction on this one. The first instance of OMG, the acronym, was used in a letter to Winston Churchill. Oh, well. <laughs> Dude. That's 1917. OMG goes back that far. Over 100 years old. OMG, Mr. Churchill. Yeah. Are you DTF? No. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you what my script is. Okay. It's true. The link is in the show notes. There's a picture of the letter, and it's from an admiral in the Navy telling Churchill how upset he was with some headlines. And what's cooler is that Churchill replied to calm down and to find a local that was DTF, LOL. <laughs> Just kidding. That was actually my script, so it's hilarious that you use the DTF. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But kidding aside, obviously, he did not reply that. Churchill did receive that letter, and it got me thinking, like, well, what about the sexting thing? Like, the, those acronyms, right? The DTF? How far back do you think those things go? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, I feel like I was kind of late when it came to cell phones. So I got mine maybe like a 99, but I, I knew people that already had cell phones before then. So maybe 95, I would say when cell phones, I don't know how long they've been around, but maybe they've been around since at least 95 or at least when it wasn't the Zach Morris phone where you had to lug around <laughs> a big old fucking thing. <laughs> the brick. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't think you could text back then, unfortunately. <laughs> I think you might be right. But this racy acronym goes back to World War II. Oh, shit. Yeah. A History.com article, it details all of these World War II soldiers, how they were dirty little dogs. I'm just kidding. No, they didn't. It doesn't say that they were dirty dogs. And in all reality, I think it's great that soldiers kept healthy relationships throughout that long distance. What exactly were these pre-sexting acronyms, you ask? Glad you asked. <laughs> I'm glad I asked, too. I'm curious now. <laughs> Let's start with the sweet stuff. Common postscripts were S-W-A-K, sealed with a kiss. Aw. If you want to kick it up a little spicy level, S-W-A-L-K, sealed with a lengua kiss. I'm just kidding. Sealed with a long kiss. Still fairly tame. I get it. It was very common for soldiers to use these kind of racier words in the form of geographic regions. 
Worldly Geographic, I should be very specific. <laughs> so it wasn't sealed with my other lips? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so for example, what I mean by, by World Geography, um, it was cute little acronyms like Italy. So if Italy was worked into the letter, Italy stands for I trust and love you. That's like the sweetest thing. Holland, this one is adorable. Hope, our love lasts and never dies. Holland, who would have known that's so sweet? I hope high schoolers are listening and that they use that. <laughs> but I seriously <laughs> doubt it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure DTF is a lot more fun to say than Holland. Holland, oh, come on. It's so sweet. <laughs> Moving on to more titillating talk. <gasps> Let me give you a few examples. When lonely waiting wives would work in the word China, it stood for come home. I'm naked already. Mira! Wow. I know. Uh, if they worked in Venice, Venice meant very excited. Now I caress everywhere. Oi! <laughs> <laughs> if the soldiers had the word Egypt, it meant eager to grab your pretty tomatoes. Not tomatoes, obviously. <laughs> eager to grab your pretty tits. Yeah, they were not gardening. <laughs> the other one, which I thought was kind of amusing, was Norwich. I don't know where that is. Knickers off, ready when I come home. And knickers, I know, is actually with a K, but, you know, knickers within it. Also, Knickers, come on, let's bring that back. <laughs> we got to make that happen. <laughs> no, I think that's a, a good word of times gone by, but they should definitely not bring that back. That's cute. Get these knickers <laughs> off, girl. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably lose it after that. I'd be like, oh, no, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many letters going back and forth between civilians and soldiers. A History.com article stated... The amount of letters was in the billions. That's really astonishing. If you think about it, a letter's really uplifting. I still personally love to get Christmas cards. For soldiers, it was the only communication to the outside world. So each letter means so much. Someone took the time to take pen to paper and share their thoughts with them. It meant they were thought of and they were loved, which would be the biggest morale booster to continue fighting in any war. Bonus fun fact. Have you heard the term snafu? Like, oh, we hit a snafu. I know I've heard it before. I'm just trying to remember how it would have come up. It, it must have been in a movie or something. I can see that. I didn't know that it actually stood for something. I thought that was the actual word. Me too. So it stands for situation normal, all fucked up. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> there you go, parents. Now you know, long before sexting was a thing, your parents or maybe your grandparents could have been the ones sending racy, China-filled letters. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a pleasant image to have in your mind. Your grandparents. Yeah, be a little dirty dog. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to phrases. Jose, have you ever heard any younger folks exclaim at like a party or headed to a party saying like, we getting lit or I'm gonna get lit tonight? Something like that. I've heard people use it like in podcasts and stuff, but I don't think any parties that I would be going to, people would be talking like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Okay. We gotta we gotta get to some uh, frat parties or something, I guess, to hear that. <laughs> Maybe I might have heard somebody say it ironically, but I don't think anybody actually meant it or somebody actually spoke like that. <laughs> ironically. <laughs> <laughs> this also seems like a rather new phrase. In fact, it's in a bunch of songs. It is even in the title of two songs. We get lit by young Futura. I don't know who that is, sorry. Been getting lit by Lil Tecca. Travis Scott, one of the Jenner's baby daddies, also has it in his lyrics, this whole getting lit thing. So this could lead one to believe that this phrase is rather new. But this phrase is a youthful 112 years old. <laughs> so our great-grandparents were using that one. Right, yeah. It goes back to 1910. A Merriam-Webster article, the link is also in the show notes, says it first shows up in the English language back in a book. It was titled Warbird, Diary of an Unknown Aviator. And the way they used it was, we walked into the vamp's house. We got all lit and had a hell of a time. Uh, not gonna lie, this old book sounds pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Drunken vampires? Like, sign me up. <laughs> hell yeah. You had me at vamps. Yeah. <laughs> it should be noted that back in the 1900s, it really meant more like a getting drunk type of intoxication. However, now I feel like the meaning has evolved a bit broader to include other forms of intoxication, not just alcohol. It can also be used in another meaning as exciting. Like when someone says, oh, this party's lit. Like, oh, it's like off the chain. Like, so that's obviously a little bit newer, but it's kind of interesting how these phrases start to evolve and take different meanings. Can I confess that there are a lot of phrases used today that I don't even know what they mean? <laughs> I'm not sure if it's because I learned English a little bit late <laughs> or I don't know. Do you have any phrases like that? I feel like I have heard strange things like that, like or strange sayings. I mean, mainly all I do is listen to podcasts, really. So I'll be listening to a podcast and I'll have a guest on that's a little younger. But most of the time I end up Googling it. And sometimes I feel like, oh, well, it's a cool little catchphrase or a little... um acronym or something, I'm going to start using it. And then I always forget and I never, it never becomes part of my lexicon. <laughs> right. It's like the opposite of stop trying to make fetch a thing. Yeah. It's the opposite. Well, fetch is definitely a thing. Oh, she would be so happy to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> One of those phrases for me anyway was paint the town red, you know, like in the context of like, we're going to go out and paint the town red. So by context, I understood what it meant, but I never really understood where it came from. Have you ever heard of this one? I have heard that one. So let's find out together where this came from. Since this means getting into some kind of debauchery or riotous behavior, the analogy actually relates to bonfires painting the sky a red hue. The hell? Like when I've told my friends, like, let's paint the town red. I didn't realize I was suggesting we're going to go start fires. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm fun but not a pyro you know what I mean <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I've ever used that phrase I think the idea of phrases sound fun but in reality I just don't know where they came from but I'm still gonna use them anyway if I fucking know like how to use them fuck yeah why not makes me sound like I know what I'm saying <laughs> makes you sound hip and cool yeah exactly okay so this is probably a good time to hear from our sponsors and when we return We'll find out which phrases that we still use today date back to the Bible. What? Andale. Yeah. 
If you like all things spooky, then check out A Spooky Tales, hosted by us, Christina. And MJ, where we talk about all things spooky, paranormal stories, haunted places, myths, and legends. Listen to guests tell us their scary stories. And I hear them call me by, by my name. So I run into the kitchen to check, and there's nobody there. And I start to, like, hear... Like my closet door start to open. Oh hell no! Like, oh my god! Inside. Oh hell no! All of a sudden, for no reason, I woke up in the middle of the night. Like my eyes just snapped open, and it's that strange feeling that you have when something wakes you up. You and you don't know what has woken you up until you either see what it was or you hear whatever it was. There are new episodes every Friday. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts, as well as at SpookyTales.com. Do you have a passion, obsession, curiosity? Welcome to The Nerd Expansion, a weekly podcast expanding the definition of nerd one interview at a time. Hosted by your new favorite weird couple, Nick Bowen and Sasha Weiss. Each week, we interview a new guest who is a self-proclaimed nerd on topics ranging from ancient Egypt, musical theater, the New York City subway system, Pokemon, and many, many more. The more niche, the better. Being a nerd is less about the subject and more about how they feel about the subject. What is their nerd love's origin story? What fuels their passion? Where has their curiosity led them? Is it just an obsession, or did it guide the trajectory of their future? Warning, the answers may shock you. Episodes are released every Tuesday, and you can listen for free anywhere you get your podcasts. We appreciate your support in whatever form you can give. If you want to go beyond listening, visit our Patreon page for bonus content, blog posts, and even live chats at patreon.com slash thenerdexpansion. You can also help by following us on Instagram at The Nerd Expansion, on Twitter at Nerd Expansion, and subscribing, rating, and reviewing on Apple Podcasts. We are always looking for new interviewees to join the Nerd Expansion Pack. So if you have a great nerd love, don't hesitate to contact us via our website, www.thenerdexpansion.com, or email us directly at thenerdexpansionpodcast at gmail.com can't wait to have you join us and show us your nerdies the nerd expansion and we're back (laughs) how was your break good i was wondering what the phrase that pays is oh the phrase that pays we're gonna get to it We're going to go from old to older and then just all over the place. (laughs) Excellent. I hear this one a lot. Take it with a grain of salt. You heard that one? I have. This goes back to 77 AD. (laughs) This shit is old. (sighs) Yeah. Back then, it was believed that a grain of salt would help with digestion. But also, here's the kicker, Jose. It was thought to be an effective antidote for poison. What? Poison? Like, was everyone in those times just like treacherous AF or like, what the fuck? (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, like you would hear like in Shakespearean plays where people would have poison poured into their ear or something. So I wonder if you would pour the salt into your ear too. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's true. I didn't think about that. But why is everybody trying to like poison each other? It's so crazy. Because they had better gun control back then. Oh, yeah. Well, that was their gun control of the day, I guess, right? That was their problem. <laughs> so the next one, I've used this one, even though I have no idea where it came from. Straight from the horse's mouth. You heard that one? I have heard that one. Today, it means you're getting the information directly from the source. Back in the early 1900s, when you would try to sell a horse, this was their transportation back then, right? So you would easily lie, or you could easily lie, I should say, about the horse's age. Thus, people started to examine the teeth of the horse to get their real sense of, you know, general health and its actual age, hence the phrase. Would they pull out a tooth and count the rings or something, like a like a tree? Or I don't, I don't think they would pull it out. That would be awful. Can you imagine? <laughs> I think they would literally just look into his mouth or her mouth and they would get the information straight from the horse's mouth. Literally. Now that I know that, I don't think I'm going to use that phrase anymore, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) But here's another cool one. Dress to the nines. You heard that one before? Like if you're dressed up like really like elegantly or whatever, they say, "Ooh, you're dressed to the nines. Muy pipiris nice. Muy pipiris, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think if I ever heard that. I don't know if I have heard that. Okay. Well, this one goes back to the 18th century. If one wanted to make a suit, there wasn't really a place to go buy one without a special tailor. So dressed to the nines was in reference to the nine yards of fabric it took to make a whole suit, which included the vest and the jacket. Nine yards of fabric. That's what that means. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, that's, I, that one was pretty cool because I've heard that one before, but I guess it's not as cool if you haven't heard it before. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have. I was trying to think if I had heard it, but I don't think so. All right. Well, this one you've definitely heard before. The one I did understand but never understood where it came from is hair of the dog. We mentioned this in the Common Hangover Cures episode. That one I have heard. It refers to the one drink that one would have after waking up with a hangover and kind of like how you could possibly cure it, right? This phrase comes from a method of treating a dog bite from a dog that had rabies. Get this. Hair from the dog was placed in the wound, like the actual bite. What the hell? That sounds horrifically unsanitary. Yeah, they probably don't know about microbes and... uh diseases or anything back then. Yeah, that was my first clue for sure that the phrase had to be old because they didn't know about that. It goes back to like when they commonly use this treatment, AD 23 to 79. That's fucking old. And we're still using that phrase. (laughs) That's so crazy. I don't think I've ever heard anybody actually say it like a real person say it. I've heard it on TV and I want to say the Nazareth has an album called Hair of the Dog, but I don't think I've actually heard one of our peers or anybody our age ever use it. I know it was on the Lucifer show. (laughs) I don't know if you remember that. He saw a little hair of the dog. Well, I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) You know me and my memory, so. No, well, I I remember it was on Lucifer. But yeah, you're right. I don't know if anybody actually. Oh, no. Our uh, super friend, one of the queens, Erica, told me that she was like, uh, trying a little hair of the dog this morning. (laughs) I was like, oh, poor thing. (laughs) One person has used it. Here's another one. 
get your goat. Like when someone's annoying you. Greatest of all time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Get your, like, oh, don't let them get your goat. Oh, cuando te agarran el chivo? Yes, yes. Cuando, yeah, te agarran el chivo, right? When someone's like getting you really annoyed or frustrated. I don't think I've ever heard that in English either. I'm awful at this game. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> I think I should get one of these. <laughs> You're giving yourself one. That's so, how fair of you. That's so weird. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay. So this get your goat simply means, right, you're getting annoyed or angry. We see this first back in the early 1900s, and it comes from when goats were placed in the stalls with racehorses to keep them calm. Therefore, if someone grabbed the goat and removed them, it would make the horse extremely unsettled. So that's why they say, oh, don't let them get your goat. If somebody stole my goat, that would make me unsettled as well. I would be very sad. Goats are pretty cute. <laughs> They're adorable. And they would be eating all my weeds right now. And Oh my God, wouldn't that be fabulous? <laughs> I'd be picking up a lot of goat shit, but I think I'd rather do that than pull weeds. Are, are there, well, I don't even want to ask. I was going to say, are there poops like little pellets? But you know what? <laughs> This is not that kind of, it's not that kind of party right now. <laughs> 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 so another weird one was skinnier teeth. Right? Like, oh, by the skin of his teeth or whatever. This is a strange way of saying just in the nick of time. This goes back to the Bible, the Old Testament. That's how old this is. Because they didn't have any toothbrushes. So they literally had a, a layer of uh, <laughs> something growing on their teeth. I don't really know why they use that one. But, you know, the Bible's very, like, open for interpretation. But it, that's how far back that one goes. The Old Testament. One we're most familiar with, thanks to a Queen song, is Bite the Dust. Remember the, another one, Master Dust. <laughs> They popularized this phrase because it was delivered with a funky bass line. This exact phrase, though, goes back to the 1930s bunch of cowboy movies, but it stems from the phrase, lick the dust. And this is also coming from the Bible, King James. Psalm 72. Shit. Yeah, you're kind of quoting scripture when you're singing the song then. Did Moses say that shit or? <laughs> Whoever was in King James Psalm 72. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the pen writer of that, I guess. I don't know. I was just loving all these phrases and learning what they were about. I kept thinking of so many. How about this one? Has there anyone ever told you that they have a bone to pick with you? I have heard that one. But I don't think I've ever had anybody tell me that. Oh, okay. That's probably good. <laughs> <laughs> It's both in a Kendrick Lamar and a Mac Miller song. But I know you would not have heard them. But I thought I would let you know. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yes. This means that you have an issue or, you know, some kind of problem with something or someone. The phrase is not quite as old as the biblical ones we just heard. But... It's still over 500 years old from the 1500s. And it really comes from how dogs chew meat off the bones. And it's also taken from how dogs fight over a bone to gnaw it. Got a bone to pick. Interesting, right? Last one comes with the weird story shared by our super friend Brex. Heard the phrase running around like a headless chicken or a chicken without a head. I've heard that one. The headless children. Headless children would be very scary. That would be more concerning. <laughs> no, that's a wasp album and song. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this phrase goes back to the 14th century in England, where chickens were often killed by chopping off their heads. Some of these chickens do run around in a panic and they kind of start crashing into things just before they drop dead and kind of bleed out. Want to guess how long a beheaded chicken has lived? I remember hearing about something like that where it was like a month or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> Is that true? Uh, yeah, it's up there. Yes. <laughs> a headless chicken legit lived 18 months. 18 months? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Your face was great. You're just in your eyes. <laughs> that was great. You're like, no, no, no. I think I heard that wrong. <laughs> Surely you meant 18 days, right? 18 months. It's insane. So we're totally going to end on this crazy, unusual story, which happens to coincide with the very recent anniversary. September 10th, 1945, 77 years ago, a farmer beheaded a chicken. And it just somehow didn't die. The chicken, rightfully so, became famous. It was known as Mike, the headless chicken. I have no idea why they named it Mike. It was covered in an article. And two weeks later, a sideshow promoter, Hope Wade, came out to Colorado from Utah to see this most unusual chicken. It was a very simple proposition. Let's take your weird ass chicken on the road and I'll make you some money. The farmer was not very well off. So he thought, well, why not? The first stop was Salt Lake City, where Life Magazine wrote up an article about Mike the Headless Chicken. Mike went on a U.S. tour. And by U.S. tour, I mean like really more just like the Southwest <laughs> tour, right? But still, how cool is that? All these people got to see him. He came down to Texas, Arizona, all these places. The burning question is probably how in the hell? Yeah, that is a good question. Taking a quick step back, let's cover why chickens run without a head first. So first, let's cover what basically happens when you behead a chicken. The brain is disconnected from the body. And after that, there's a small amount of residual oxygen that's left in the spinal cord. When there's no input of electrical impulses, neurons become active and the legs just start to move. And this is according to Dr. Tom Smolders of Newcastle University. Now to answer the big mystery of how Mike survived for so long. When Mike was beheaded, it clipped off most of its skull, but it left one ear intact, including the jugular vein and the base of the brain. So, of course, he didn't bleed out because the jugular vein was intact. And because it left the base of the brain, that's what controls the motor function. So that's how he was able to live. And they would feed him like liquid food and water directly into its esophagus. <laughs> it's fucking gross, right? And then they would clear his throat with a little syringe. Mike died in a motel in Phoenix when they awoke to Mike choking. And when they went to grab the syringe to clear his throat, they realized they had left the syringe back in whatever prior location. Poor Mike. That's how he died. Yeah. Let's have a moment of silence for poor Mike. <laughs> that's weird i you know how freaked out i would be if i saw a headless chicken even if it wasn't headless i still freak out with them chickens i hate them yeah they're very erratic you gotta see the picture though they chase after you and everything too <laughs> yeah that's like geese those are scary also geese are mean they're very like aggressive pigeons too sometimes they don't leave you alone they chase after you all around the swimming pool pigeons really 
I haven't had pigeons, but <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, hamsters. Oh my God, they're so scary. <laughs> I'm not scared of hamsters. I know, I'm kidding. Well, that's our wrap for today. You got to learn about sexting soldiers and about a headless chicken that lived to be 18 months. How did you enjoy a plethora of language and a weird ass, <laughs> weird ass story? It was a lot. I think I'm gonna have to listen to this podcast a couple of times to make sure I get everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can start texting Holland to your DTF or people. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, congratulations, lovelies. You've done it again. You've learned along with us. Next time, text your honey, throw in Holland. Hope our love lasts and never dies. Oh, <laughs> we hope you've been entertained by our chat and invite you to join us again next week. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review, tell a friend, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter at GreetingsTAC. Email us at GreetingsTAC at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 915-317-6669 if you have a story to share with us or just want to say hello. Holland, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.